Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Desperate video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Drummer today, we have Alex. And it's only me. Yep, no care today. Uh, today, he is being a trash man. He's collecting garbage, whatever that means. And eating it. If, if, that's, if that's code for something. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Like, I'm collecting garbage. Yes, I'm going out to pick up trash. And by garbage, I mean I'm collecting all the scrap metal to build a fortress around my place. <laughs> Keep all the gators out. I'll show those gators what for. Oh, fuck. Yes, I already didn't have a show last week. Um, we didn't have anything to talk about. Yes, I was very busy. Didn't have any time to play anything. Yes, and then me and Cave just didn't. We didn't have anything. We like, That's the thing when you, like, with these video games podcasts, when you don't have money, it's hard to get games to play. And being that I am very poor, uh, yeah, I did everything to talk about last week. And I had two games that I just hadn't had a chance to touch. They were just sitting there. Yes, because he has the adult problem of things to do. Yes, I I sometimes have things to do, and I can't just, you know, sit around and play games all day. I can. I just can't. Because, again, money. And then, and then the times I do end up just being able to sit around and not have much to do, but you guys aren't available on that day, so it's just bad <laughs> luck. Uh, yeah. But anyway, video games. I played some. So did I. Yeah. Once. Uh, so one of them I'm just going to get out of the way because I played like 20 minutes of it. Okay. Uh, it's called Extreme Exorcism. It's a game that was released uh, a while back. Um, it's part of PS Plus. It was like one of the free games that you get. And... And... I guess it wasn't very good. Not... I didn't particularly enjoy it. So it is a 2D pixely it's a 2D pixel art uh shooter platform-ish thing where it is locked into a single screen and then there are like al- uh, obstacles in that screen and what you do is you go through the you go through the level each time and then you go through the level once and then you replay the level as more as a as like your old path is now then followed by a ghost. That ghost touches you, you die. And in order to actually beat a level, you have to you have to go through like nine or ten iterations of that and kill the kill the most recent ghost before that level ends. Wow, that sounds very like metaphysical. It kind of is, and like throughout the level, there are placed um, what is it? Uh, like little weapon platforms where you run over, and get like a weapon pickup, and those. While the locations stay the same, the weapons that they have change every time. So there'll be one, so there'll be one run you go through where you, where you like drop down, get to the, get the platform, and it's a pistol. So you didn't shoot the ghost, and it's done. Get to the next thing, and that dude is a rocket launcher. And suddenly there's a ghost running around with a rocket launcher who's following a predictable path that shoots the rocket at the same moment every time. And as you progress, these things get longer and longer because there are more ghosts and more hazards to deal with. So you play a level, then you have to play a level again while dodging the ghost of what played the first level? Uh, well, it's all the same layout. 
Like, like you go into, you go into the area or go to the like the arena or whatever the fuck it's called, and you are in there until you win. Okay. And every time you go down there, you are dropped from a you're dropped from a different position in the ceiling because you always come in from up top. You drop down and then, and then you beat you do, do the thing once, get get through it, re- reach the end, woo, you win, and then. And then you drop from a different position, but from the first position, a ghost drops and then follows the path you did. And you have to try to kill that ghost. Then you go to the next thing. You drop from a different random position, and then that first one and the path you just ran also drop as ghosts. And it does that three or four times until there are like four or five or six or however many more ghost versions of you running around. And you have to find the one that's wearing the crown, which is like the last one that you ran, and kill that one. That sounds very complicated. I don't know if I'd be able to play that game. It's really fucking easy. Like I barely paid the fuck attention to it, and it was, and it was just like, Maybe oh, you just make it sound complicated. I probably do because describing it does sound complicated. I'm gonna say this sounds really. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm bad at math, and so you know. It doesn't matter if I can understand what you did. Did you enjoy it? No, and you not said really. not really. <laughs> so I guess nobody's winning here. Like it doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel awful or anything. Um, pretty much the only things in it are move and jump, and those feel fine. Like it feels like a feels like a regular platform or something like this. Um, a I guess similar control would be like the duck game. If any of y'all know what that is. The duck, duck Hunt? No, it's called Duck Game. And it's a oh. and it's a multiplayer, again, 2D shooter kind of thing where you are dropped into an arena, but you are all ducks. I was going to say, that sounds nothing like Duck Hunt. It sounds it was like, oh, I'm shooting thing on a game and a dog is laughing at me. No, it's there's, there's a game called Duck Game. That stupid dog. <laughs> it's traumatized me ever since I was a young child. I can never get the dog to stop laughing at me. No fuck. Do you ever try that? Do you ever hear see that a uh, VR game, uh, Duck Season? No. Is yeah, it like ba- Duck Hunt, only worse. Yes, actually. <sighs> so it's VR. You are playing Duck Hunt, but every once in a while, if you like do the things, if you do like certain things, the dog will come out of the game and kill you. Wow. Yeah, like you put like you you put in the game, and then you you actually you're actually in the game um, with a shotgun. Shooting the ducks, but if you like shoot the dog, then the do- and the the dog is always a man in a suit. It's like a man in a dog suit. And I'm pretty sure I've had this dream before. Yeah, and he will like end up out. He'll like if you shoot him, he'll like turn around and go like, "Oh, you fucker!" And then you just keep going as throughout the rental period of the game, and then at a certain point, the dog will show up. You'll actually be able to like there'll actually be certain points in the game where the dog just won't be there. But then you can turn around and actually see yourself playing the game. And you look behind you and there'll be the dog sneaking up behind you like eyes glowing bright red. It's neat. I said it sounds like it sounds like a dream I had as a kid many times because <laughs> of that stupid duck hunt dog. <laughs> I I never got that. Like people who are people who are like genuinely traumatized by that dog, I do not understand. You have to have played Duck Hunt as like a two-year-old. I played it as a I played it as a seven-year-old. Uh, it's not quite the same. 
You were playing Duck Hunt as a two-year-old. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got my NES when I was very, very little. Yeah, I got a Super Nintendo when I was three. I get well, I'm older than you. Yes, my gr- my grandmother's bought me a, an NES when I was two years old because it, they saw it on TV and thought it looked cool. Then my grandmother had more had more fun with it than I did at first, <laughs> and she kept she kept playing Mario with her neighbor like well into the night, and then she'd go into work the next day and be like, "Why are you so tired?" Oh, I was playing, I was playing Super Mario on my grandson's Nintendo, and he's he's like, "What? <laughs> that thing that the kids play?" And and you spent hours playing it. She goes, "Yeah, it's really it's really fun." Oh, the past. Yeah, well, this was back in like an office in the late 1980s. So, yeah, no, I'm fairly no, I get certain it. the guy in I'm fairly certain the guy in charge was probably like 60 years old back then. Yeah, just elderly probably grandma. Grew up like, in like the World War II period. Yeah, it's like a grandma walks in. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I, sorry, I'm so tired. I've been spending all my time playing Mario. He's like, what's that? Some kind of phone sex thing? What? No, it's my grandson. It's a video game my grandson has. And then that's essentially the equivalent of, oh, sorry, I'm late. I was playing with the Fisher-Price car keys. Well, it's, just, it's funny because my, my one of my, gra- my one grandmother, like, was very technologically, because she worked in an office, so she used computers. So she was fine. My other grandmother, like, couldn't even get him to walk straight. <laughs> it was, like, just completely, it was just completely beyond her. How, how do you, how do you fail at making Mario walk straight? That's literally all he can do. Because she just she didn't she couldn't quite understand like how to, how to, the controller worked even though you'd think it'd be really simple but you know she was like this eighty year old woman who most of modern technology wasn't invented until way after she was an adult. Oh, so so it's, okay, it's okay. She had fun watching me play it, and that's the most important part. Oh, so your grandma was into let's plays. Yes, <laughs> before let's plays were before let's plays were a thing. It's always funny Before listening to Before the internet old, was a thing. Yeah. It was always funny listening to old people talk about technology. Like um my my mom used to work at a at a like a pharmacy with a bunch of people with a bunch of other like older women in the pharmacy. And none of them really knew how to use the computer. And none of them were willing to learn how to use it. Because they were afraid that through learning how to use it, they would break it. Yeah, that was her. Like my dad had to change his screensaver to mom. There's nothing wrong with the computer. It's supposed to do this, <laughs> like just just in regular text. In case she, in case she'd walk by his office and like see the computer wasn't on and get worried. So that that was his it, back when screensavers were relatively just basic. He had to be like, "Mom, there's nothing wrong with the computer. It's supposed to look like this." Oh my god, that's amazing. Yes, there's a fucking spider on my ceiling and I can't reach it. I, I've been looking at it this entire conversation and just slowly it's creeping it's my along. grandmother. It's my <laughs> grandmother reincarnated because I'm making fun of her. It's like, hey, it's my grandson talking shit. I would be reincarnated as a Canadian spider. Why couldn't I be back in Jersey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my childhood was weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, extreme Exorcism. I, I can't be too fucking disappointed or mad at it or whatever because I got it for free, basically. That There's, is true. The game is like, well, this game sucks, but I didn't pay anything for it, so I guess I can't really complain. Yeah, I was like, I was like looking through uh, 
like I was trying to find stuff to play. I was going through every game I had purchased on fucking uh, on on PlayStation. I was like, all right, let me find fucking something in here. And it was all stuff I either beaten before, played and didn't like before. Games that I only had on disc that I had already that I already swapped in or sold for someone else, or just trash. That sounds familiar. And Extreme Exorcism, it had a so there's this other game that I got in there that is a that is a similar look to this game, like very pixelated art style, and they have that as like essentially the banner image, the thing that would show up on the XMB. And and I saw that I was like, okay, I'm not playing that. I fucking I've had enough pixelated bullshit. So I went over to Extreme Exorcism, and its its banner image was a like a very high res, just a fucking PNG or whatever JPEG of just Extreme Exorcism, just that, just the words, nothing else that actually says what the fucking game was. So I'm like, ah, eh, might as well. Could be like Luigi's Mansion. I don't know. Mario, hello. Mario. Wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was bad. I did not like this very much. Uh, Moving on to a game that I was really looking forward to and was a little disappointed by. Yakuza 3. Dun, dun, dun. (coughs) Yeah, so I like Yakuza, but I got into it late in the game. Uh, the first Yakuza game I played was Yakuza Kiwami, which is the, which is the like up res, well not up res, like the ground up remake of Yakuza One, and so because Kiwami means extreme, exactly. So yeah, I played Yakuza Kiwami. I played um, Yakuza Zero, and then Yakuza Kiwami Two, and then I was basically stuck because it was either. Alright, so, I jump to Yakuza 6, or I buy a PS3 again. Neither option sounded super appealing to me, because I wanted to get the full story, fucking beginning to end, for for Kiryu. And I also didn't want a PS3. You gotta stop selling your consoles, man. You never know when you'll be in that situation where you're like, Oh man, I wish I had a PS3 still. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But yeah, and so I spent, I spent most of my days just kind of like every once in a while just Googling Yakuza 3 remake and just trying to see if there would be anything coming up. And the first thing that I actually saw doing all that was the fact that any any Yakuza game that would be remade and remastered for the uh, PS4 would not be getting the full Kiwami treatment. Because with Kiwami, that game took essentially like the Yakuza 6 engine and then rebuilt the entire game in that engine. So it was something that was built native for PS4 and looked fucking great because it was using modern tech on it. But the people making the game said that because Yakuza's 3, 4, and 5 were released on the PS3, which is relatively modern hardware, they didn't feel the need to do the full ground-up remake that they did for the first two because the first two were on PS2. And PS2 is not bad. Yeah, PS2 is not bad. It just is old. That is true. PS2 games still look pretty good sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Other times, mm. 
Except when you pl- except when you play them on an HD TV. Yeah, that's clearly the thing. not like, meant for that. Like PS2 games look pretty good, so long as you're looking at it on a 480 TV. You try putting that shit on 1080, it will look like hot garbage. Both the PS3, they were just upscaling 720 to 1080, which, while still a drop in quality, or still, we'll still, we'll still, but will still be a drop in quality. Um, it won't be as significant as going from SD to HD. And then, like a couple weeks ago, uh, saw this announcement come out uh, that there was going to be the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which is a digital download that will be releasing. They'll be releasing like piecemeal over the course of like the next couple months that would see Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 be completely remastered for the PS4. And yeah, these are remasters, not remakes. So they're just taking the old assets, upscaling them to 1080, and then making it work on the PS4 and putting it out. So it's like all the various re-releases of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I, I guess... Except except minus adding all the extra Japanese stuff that we didn't get, but you know, it's the same thing, just shinier. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you're right. Which, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm cool, man. I'd fucking the second I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm buying that because I like Yakuza and I needed it. And I needed a chance to play these fucking games, and this was. There's actually, there's actually an interesting way of releasing like a remastered collection because after all the games are actually released, they're going to be doing a physical disc. But if you didn't want to wait for that and actually play the games like as they are ready to be released, you can do that. You just buy the initial thing and then whenever the games are released, you'll be getting a you'll just get a download of, hey, here's the next game. Go ahead. Which I am kind of down for. Like, yeah, it does sort of incentivize going for the going for the you don't actually own this model of digital releases but I mean you get the games and you get them like you get the games earlier and also because the but P- you can't resell them yes but the PS but the PlayStation store uh, also doesn't have tax that's true so that's, I think it does well, it, it I don't think it does because like the games are released like in Canada at least it's seventy nine ninety nine for a game, and then when you buy it you pay seventy nine ninety nine you don't pay ninety which is the game with tax. I mean, I'm pretty sure the USPS system does have tax, but it's it's not that. It's only like maybe an extra dollar or something. I just know I just know because every time I try to make a payment, it's always something like uneven, like they tacked in an extra dollar fifty or something. Yeah, again, no, I've our never game had that. tax our game ta- our game tax isn't an extra ten dollars either. <laughs> it yeah, our game tax is thirteen percent. That's that's our sales tax. Jesus. What, man? You You pay taxes. What's the what's the game sales tax here? I don't think it's that much. Well that's not the game sales tax, that's the sales tax. Okay. Like sales pre- tax. Like pretty much everything is pretty much everything is marked up 13%. Okay, the sa- the the, uh, the sales tax in New Jersey is about 6%. Huh. That's not 13%. That's half that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the harmonized sales tax, as they call it, which is a, I believe, like a mixture of two different taxes. But, like America, and unlike the rest of the world, they don't add the taxes to the fucking prices of items. So, all right, here's the thing for $79.99. All right, I'm going to pay $79.99 for this. You bring it up to the thing. All right, that'll be 90 Fucking what? No, they, yeah, they, no, they, don't, add, they don't add tax on the shelf price here. That's no, but like everywhere, like a bunch of other places that I've seen people, that I've heard people talk about online, in a lot of other places, it's just like, all right, you bring the thing to the counter. Whatever the price is that it says on it, that's how much you pay. The tax is already included. Okay, so the the average game here is fifty nine ninety nine for a new game. Yep, with tax, so it's it's about sixty four dollars. So that's not too bad. Yep. Whereas in Canada, uh, the average game is seventy nine ninety nine. Which, with tax, comes out to about ninety thirty nine. That's where they're trying to make you eat bugs now. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting real snowpiercer up here. I've I've seen those articles. Those so like Canadians might have to have to enjoy alternative sources of protein via insects. Like what? Well, that's pretty much everybody is saying that now. Well, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Except here, they're like, haha, yeah, right. No, no, like like a very small number of people are going like. We need to stop farming so much. Cows are shitting the planet to death. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck you, lady. I'm going to eat this hamburger. It's like, obviously, it's like, you take a steak from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. So many videos of just fat white dudes defiantly eating cheeseburgers. <laughs> take that, you progressive asshole. You fucking libtard. But anyway, Yakuza 3. So Yakuza 3 um, picks up not long after the events of Yakuza 2. So I guess, for those who don't know, Yakuza series follows Kazuma Kiryu, a very, a very furrowed brow motherfucker who is, a, who is the best Yakuza that ever lived. He is the bee's knees. He is the dragon of Dojima. He's the protagonist. Exactly. That means he's all the special. He's so fucking good, not even a knife in the gut can stop him. I'll just use my special protagonist powers. <laughs> yeah, I'll use my special protagonist powers to just be fine. Well, to be fair, a lot of people in this fucking world have protagonist powers. Like in this game, kind of spoilers, but... Uh, a dude who got shot in the gut was in a coma for like two months. Rolls out of his hospital gurney, pulls out a gun, and lands fucking and like shoots five people with one shot each. Wow! And then it's like, That's what's going on? That's gangster. Word. <laughs> but yeah, so after the events of Yakuza Two, where a Korean gang led a fucking guerrilla warfare campaign against the fucking Yakuza and ended up taking out a good chunk of them. Uh, Kiryu has left the Yakuza behind. He is out living in Okinawa, uh, running an orphanage, much like his, do much like his no dad. More. And that takes up at least half the story, which is kind of where a problem I have with this game lies. They put a lot of effort onto stuff, or like a lot of like story focus onto stuff that feels like it should be side stories. 
Like, like this, this is a big, like, basically a country-defining event that's happening that involves the CIA and international arms traders. And, and there's a story mission, a literal mission in the story, near the end, where you have to follow Haruka, your adopted daughter, to see what she is doing. Just, just like you're, is, it any, is it anything important, or is it just like, oh, she was going to catch butterflies? Uh, nope, she is trying to raise money because she heard two other yakuza hanging outside, uh, talking about how, hey man, rent's coming due. It's really expensive, and she's like, well, fuck, I need money. We need money now. I can't have my, I can't have my fucking punch dad burden all, have his burden all, all of his own. I'm gonna go sell fake credit cards. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and then she's like, yeah, I'm sad, and. That was it. That was the entire story. And then the actual story happens. Like, just every once in a while, it just gets interrupted by weird character shit that in the previous games, I feel like would have been side story stuff and would have endeared these characters to me. But since it is stopping the progression of the actual story, it just feels like a burden. It just feels like it just feels like there is there are there are things happening that are more important. Like that sounds I, very familiar. Like I have five minutes to go stop a murder. I better check to see if my kids are doing their homework. And that feels like a lot of stuff in this game. Like in the previous games, I that's a lot of stuff in I mean Japanese games in general lately. It's like hey, there's world changing events going on. Let's go on this side quest. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Like, like the side quest stuff, I don't really have a problem with because in Yakuza One, Zero, and Two, I did a huge chunk of the side quests. I went to every restaurant and ate every piece of food in them. I went to the Coliseum and did all the bullshit in the Coliseum. I fucking beat every tournament in there. I, I fucking beat the goddamn. Um, like the cabaret storylines, I beat all of those and then also got maximum rank with every girl in the cabaret. Like, I'm used to doing fucking trivial bullshit, but the game didn't force me to do any of that. The game didn't stop the story to tell me to go do that stuff. I stopped the story to tell me to go do that stuff. And... Everything else in this game feels similarly burdenous, like like burdened like that. Like a good chunk of the side stories I found and then didn't really do much with. I never went to restaurants, like at all. But why? Uh, and like the cat, they're there. Yeah, I didn't need to actually. Like I just kind of. Didn't like a lot of the stuff. Like a lot of stuff in the game that like was that makes Yakuza Yakuza. Like a lot of the side shit, I just didn't do. I went to the batting cages once, and then never again. And it felt weird, given that I spent a good amount of time at the batting cages in Yakuza in the previous Yakuza's. Same thing with uh, the with like the bowling alley. The only reason I went to the bowling alley was because there was a side quest there. It was weird. 
Ah, but... Yeah, so the story with this, um... It picks up right after, uh... It picks up, like, right after uh, the end of Yakuza 2. But the actual story takes place about two years later. And... So is this, so this is after the orphanage stuff? No, this is the orphanage stuff. The orphanage is central to the plot. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Kiryu is running an orphanage, the Morning Glory Orphanage. Uh, he's got like nine kids there, including Haruka. And things are going pretty all right. But do every they, once in a while... Do, some... they go on, do they go on about how horrible orphans is in Japan? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Like multiple be- multiple story beats in this are... Are about just are about how none about how nobody in this fucking island gives a fuck about these orphans. Yeah, like orphans. Yeah, like one of the kids, like one of the kids comes back, like a storyline of his that he keeps getting bullied, and when he calls the teacher about it, he's like, "Oh, my kids get bullied. The fuck kind of parenting you doing over there, goddamn asshole? You fucking orphan, that you fucking look after orphans like they're fucking actual people. You weird garbage man." Yeah, it's like orphans. No, no, no. With, with orphans, if, if we if we pretend they're not there, maybe they'll go away. No, look, you take the orphans and you grind them into a fine paste and then make that into a bar. That's your protein. That is base. That is like the actual attitude for Japan and orphans is basically like maybe we can just pretend they don't exist. Oh yeah, like, it would have been better. If, it would have been better if they just died with their parents. Would have been much easier on everyone. Yeah. Also, there's the, one of the orphans is a uh, black. And there's just a lot of weird. There's there's a one weird storyline about that, where he is into one of these gir- one of the girls at the orphanage, and she straight up says, "I can't imagine myself dating a black guy." And then later she's like hanging out with some friends, and she has this weird burn. She has this like scar on her arm, and they see that, and they see that, and they treat her like a fucking monster. And the kid rolls up, and the black kid rolls up and just fights him off. And he's like, I don't worry about that scar. I'm fucking black. I look weird as shit. And it's just, okay, wow. Japan. Wow. Yes. That I know you don't have a lot right. of black people over there, but like, come on, dude. I'm black, so no one cares about me <laughs> in Japan. That's very weird. Yeah, I don't know, Apparently man. Apparently, it happens unless, unless I mean, unless you're like a tourist. Yeah, I or guess. Like, I, or I, like you come from another country. Yeah, I do not know. I do not get. Japan's weird. Well, the thing with the thing with Japan and orphans is that like they use family registry for everything there. So if you're an orphan, you don't have a family registry. That means you basically like the system doesn't quite know how to process you. Because <laughs> because because it's like okay okay where's your We'll just we'll just add you into this system with your family registry that's dating back two hundred years of, like your your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather. Oh, you're an orphan. Don't have one of those. Um. Whereas, like, if you're if you're if you come from another country, they're like, oh, okay, we'll use your social ID from your country of origin. Okay, there you go. That works. We we know how to process you, but if if you're an orphan, they're like, oh no, you've ruined our whole system. So the reason that the Japanese community hates orphans is because it makes bureaucracy more difficult. It's because they it's because it's because their bureaucracy doesn't know how to deal with them. So it's a top down so, hatred of orphan orphans. Pretty much, it's like they don't hate orphans as much as they're like, let's just pretend they don't exist. Motherfucker, like. 
if someone said to you, it would have been better if you had died with these other people. That is hatred. Then you'd go, you'd probably want to, you know, start going into to, uh, the brains of, 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 you want to go into this secret space in the brains and start shooting people. Yes, you go in there to deal with their, their corrupt desires. Them, yeah. And then you, dro- and then you join them. the Tojo clan. That's right. Anyway, yeah, so Kiryu's run this orphanage, and then uh, every couple of days, uh, these two real low-rent Yakuza motherfuckers keep rolling up in a truck just staring at the orphanage, and a couple times we'll give them an eviction notice because their landlord is trying to sell their land, and the landlord is the head of a Yakuza family. So Kiryu- is, does, he like, th- does he want Kiryu back, or is he just like... Uh, no, he doesn't know who Kiryu is right now. That, okay. that's, that's another fun thing. Since this game takes place in Okinawa, no one knows who Kiryu is. I can just imagine these two, these two like Japanese guys, just just like driving up while he's sitting on the porch and just making the like "I'm looking at you" gesture and saying nothing else. Oh no, they're they just driving away. Oh no, they don't do that. Like what they'll do is they will like get up in his face, do like a half crouched pose, have one arm on their hip, one arm just kind of dangling in front of him, just like get up in his eyes, like huh. Oh no! They, they don't really do like the "I'm watching you" kind of thing. They just kind of they do, do the they do the delinquent pose exactly. It's like, hey, I'm crouching here to show my disdain for authority, uh... <laughs> and that builds up Kiryu's heat. But anyway, uh, yeah, after you beat the fuck out of him, he's like, "Oh, that's who you are." Shit, want be buddies? Your cosmic cure you. Oh no! Basically, like no one knows. No one knows who he is in Okinawa except for kind of the guy who runs the family. And and like after you beat the fuck out of him, uh, Daigo, uh, the the sixth chairman of the Tojo clan, as well as the as well as the assistant to the minister of defense, show up at this guy's show up at this guy's house, and he is. And, like, they are dealing with a... The big plot of this is that there is a... There are two things happening in uh, Japanese Congress that are... That both have to deal with Okinawa and kind of Kiryu's orphanage. The first is the Minister of Defense is trying to establish a military base there. Uh, Put up, like, a missile defense system and... Hey, we're gonna be we're gonna protect Japan. Yada yada yada. Meanwhile, someone else is trying to develop a new resort in Okinawa to increase increase um, tourism and thus increase revenue in Japan, and specifically in Okinawa. And these two bills are linked in a sense. Like if the if the base gets built and the like if the base gets built and the to- resort doesn't. Shit goes bad. Shit goes bad. If the resort gets built, but the ho- but the fucking military base doesn't, shit goes bad. If both are built, shit goes great. That's the basic idea. And Kiryu's land is one of the one of the plots of land that is trying to be bought up to take care of to deal with this fucking or to deal with this fucking resort. And Kiryu's like, nah, I ain't selling. And then the guy in charge of the family that owns this land is like, oh, you're Kiryu. Yeah, we're not selling. And then Daigo and the Tojo clan, who were a part of this actual real estate deal. Uh, wait, sorry. Yeah, part of the real estate deal in some capacity. 
Uh, they're like, oh, this is your land. Okay, yeah, we're not involved anymore. And then, sometimes I see you are Kazuma Kiryu. Bye bye. <laughs> kind of. And then, a couple years later, well, the, the two the two years later, uh, both the guy who owns Kiryu's land and Daigo get shot by a guy who looks like Kazuma, the guy who raised Kiryu, who died in the first game. And thus, Kiryu is brought back into the fold to try to save his orphanage to figure out who shot Daigo and his buddy. Who was it? I won't get into that. That was a hypothetical. Who was it? Not like I'm asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, who could it be? Who could it be? But yeah, I... I did not find that... I did not find it this in, that interesting, like the plot that compelling... I guess primarily because I kind of didn't care about the orphanage. You didn't care about the orphans, but everyone cares about orphans, except Japan. No, like, this, like Kiryu running an orphanage, that makes total sense for a character move. But having the orphanage and the orphans be this big part of the story. Again, weird story mission stuff. There's a story mission... Where you have to, yeah, the story mission where um, the other Yakuza guys who end up becoming your buddies, uh, they build a wrestling ring on the beach, and then you have to get into a pro wrestling match with one of them for the sake of the children. Okay. And the combat in this makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. You see, one kid had an asthma attack and thus was sad because he could never be a pro wrestler again anymore. So then they decided to put on a wrestling match to make him feel better. And the doctor says, hey, don't let him do any wrestling anymore or he may die. And then he gets in the ring and does a wrestling and does some more wrestling stuff and then doesn't die. And Kiryu isn't like, what the shit, dude? Are you fucking what? He just like, yes, good work, young child. And the doctor shows yes, up and is like, yeah, it was a food allergy, not, not asthma. Just don't give him any more gluten and he'll be fine. Basically. I think it was soba. Oh. Like, I think it was buckwheat, actually. Don't give him any more buckwheat and he'll be fine. Aw, oh, but he loves the little rascals. Yeah, this... Every, everything this felt a bit more like a chore. Like even the combat felt more like a chore. I know that I know that it isn't a staple of the series, but I really miss the fact that like the like the different combat styles you could do in like the first game in Zero. Well, in Kiwami and Zero. Because I was a rush man myself. I really enjoyed like the fast style combat and having everything slow down to a crawl for the more like weapon and just slow punch style stuff. That was a bit of a drop in the series for me. Like Yakuza, Yakuza Kwame 2, it still carried itself very well uh, as as a game, like with the story and everything that happened there, uh, that the combat largely di- was largely like a moot point, kind of. Like it was a bit of a shame, but it didn't do enough to actually take away from the game for me. But with this... So much of the game is trying to hammer out these fucking like three or four button combos to break a dude's guard to deal him a sliver of damage. 
and then do that over and over and over again because because uh, certain certain finishing moves you do will break someone's guard, but then they're immediately able to get it back up. Haha, you thought you broke my guard, but you failed. Yeah, which fucking sucks because if someone breaks Kiryu's guard, you can't get it right up and you can't get it right back up immediately. So meanwhile, I'm over there. I'm over here doing fucking nunchuck combos on this dude, breaking his guard, but he's just constantly just like crash, 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 crash over and over and over again for every hit. And then he hits me once, crash, and then just does an extra four hit combo on me. And then a lot of these guys attack so fast that grabbing any weapons just puts you at an insane disadvantage because you're not able to because not able to pick pick up the weapon, and it hits you, and you drop your weapon. Surprise. So it's just this very sloggy thing and more often than not um, one of the things you get is the I don't remember the exact name for it but it's like feel the heat you get, you get a guy down to a certain level of health and then he will get be down on one knee and just like <sighs> and then if you don't have any heat you build it up and then you're able to do this super finisher move um, it's either like a knockdown a headbutt or a like or like a judo style ground game like like repeated combo thing and for the first two, the headbutt and the knockdown, neither of them have enough power to actually kill the guy you're fighting when you knock him down to that level of health. So it's you build the heat up, you do the same combo, you kill, you kill the guy, and then he stands back up, you punch him once and he dies. And the only one that actually will more often than not kill an enemy is the is the last one you get, which you only get after dumping like fucking a th- like fucking hundreds upon hundreds of X- XP into your fucking uh, stats. Because is it something cool, or is is it something like that? Shouldn't work. No, it's a no. It's like a judo style ground game. Ah. Oh. Like you fucking like you like knock a dude da- like you hit a dude with a suplex, then you hit him with another one, then you get him into an arm bar, then a standing arm bar, and then like. And like get him into like a headlock and crunch up so like he snap his neck, like he almost break his neck almost. Flip up onto him, do like a fucking RKO. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of just a lot of there's a lot of groundwork. And it looks fucking awesome. And Kiryu is still the same old Cosmo Kiryu. Everyone else. I like the fact that I like the fact that Kiryu has been gone so long that people think he's a bitch now. Because, like, the people from the old guard, like, fucking Majima and Date and Daigo are still there. But they have this new fucking up, they have these new fucking up-and-comers who aren't, who aren't like a, they, they aren't like this fucking ancient Korean gang. They aren't people above you. They are people who came in after you, heard legends about you, and th- and now think, this dude ain't shit. Huh. And then you beat the fuck out of them. One dude you beat the shit out of when he's in his underwear. You have to go find him at like a... You find him at like a hotel that's mainly for couples. Get in with some gay panic jokes. Because, you know, Japanese and gay people. Yeah. Gay people are funny in Japan. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, The game starts with like this little splash screen that says, This game takes place in 2009 and reflects the attitude of of that era. I mean, it hasn't changed. <laughs> it's gotten a. That's why. 
it's gotten a bit better. That's why people be like, like, what, what is this in Persona Five? This is the modern era. Get woke, Atlas, and like, yeah, you know, in Japan, they're not, they're not quite so woke over there. Yeah, but things, I think, are getting like, like incrementally better. Like with, like with the rest of the world, kind of looking at, I'm going like, hey, get gooder. Like people are actually get starting woke, to man. get gooder. They're like, oh, fine. I guess we have to. We have to change our think way of thinking to line up with you filthy foreigners. Yeah, it's like, ugh, I guess. I guess we'll have to treat people them like actual people and not like hard gay. Hard gay is actually a character <laughs> who is just like this this effeminate, like stereo- gay stereotype who walks around in excessive leather. It was actually a really weird thing, like when they did the gay joke in uh, this game. Like they, like they go up to this, uh, they go up to this, uh, they go like the receptionist, this lady, like, hey, we're looking for this person. And she goes, yeah, it's hotels for couples only. At which point, uh, the, the lower Yakuza dude from, from, um, from Okinawa, goes up like, hey, this is for couples, right? Well, that should be perfect. I just kind of goes over, starts acting incredibly effeminate. So the receptionist is like, oh, you're a couple, are you? Well, that's lovely. Here, here's a key in room 205, room 250. Head up, elevators right over to your left. Have a good time. It was like really, really chill about it. I was like, oh, aren't they don't you a ask too many, They don't ask too many questions at love hotels. Yeah, but it wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a. Oh, you're a couple. Okay, here's your key. Was it? Wasn't business. It was. Oh, aren't you a cute couple? Which I don't know what the messaging there was supposed to give. I don't know. I don't know what tone they were going for. In that moment, other than just, hey, aren't gay people funny? Uh, look at Kiryu. The, look at Kiryu, the ultimate man. Man, he's look. He's trying to be. He's trying to be gay, but can't do it. Isn't it funny when people act gay? Yeah, I beat the game, and it all just fell kind of flat. Like I still, it's still Yakuza. It still has some of that insane shit that happens. Like, one dude, he got fucking shot in the gut. Then kid, he, like, beat the, got the shit beat out of him, shot in the gut, got kidnapped, and was thrown into a thrown into a pen with four lot with like four active and angry bulls. And then one just starts charging at him, and he just Sounds grabs like it by the horns. He just grabs it by the horns, stops it, and throws it over his head. That sounds like some kind of bad comedy show. Like, oh no, I'm in a pen with a lot of bulls. Oh no, he was putting he was putting that pen to to be killed. Oh, yeah, he was kidnapped by a rival yakuza leader, and I was like, and uh, yeah, Kiryu was on the out- Kiryu was on the outside uh, along with like a fucking like a thousand goons, and then he was on the other side with a gun. And I was like, hey, you know, bulls real sensitive to the sound of gunfire, and they drop in this guy. Again, bullet wound still in his chest. Bullet wound still in his fucking abdomen. He's like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And then his underling and his surrogate daughter, who who hadn't who lost her voice. She was mute for the entire game. And then as the bull's charging, she just screams out, yo, fucking dad, don't die. And he's like, all right, I guess I won't die. Grabs a bull by the horns as he's charging him, throws it over his head, and is like, don't worry about it. I'm cool. You go kill those assholes. Powers. So it still had moments like that, and it still had like memorable characters and 
real dramatic moments that worked. A lot of stuff. It just a lot of it felt more like a slog than the previous Yakuza games have. Oh, and the the worst, the worst fucking part of it was the cabaret game, which fucking sucks because again, I played through both. I played through the cabaret game in fucking one, in fucking zero and two. I actually enjoyed that. I also did all the real estate stuff. I enjoyed that stuff because there was like a like a real story behind it and everything. But with this cabaret game, it. They changed it up because you can't just have the same game over and over and over again. And I get that. I get why they changed it. But they changed it to be only the worst part of the of the original Cabaret games. So before, what, what you would do is you would be going around, like, recruiting girls and stuff. And they, you know, like, get side stories and that would give you, you know, girls to work with. And you would get platinum rank girls. Like they would all have different ranks, bronze, silver, gold, platinum. And with the platinum girls, you would be able to work with them. You'd be able to like change their outfits, change their makeup, change their hair, in order to make them the best possible versions of themselves you can, they can be. And they had different stats from A to B to C. And as you change the outfits, you'd be able to see that ranking change as you went. And then you'd open up the floor. There would be eight tables. Someone would come down and go, "Hey, I want a girl over here?" So you send a girl over, and then they would like ask for more. They like ask for you know, hey, let's clean up stuff. Can we get the new ashtray? Can we get some ice? We get this. I think you just have to manage all of that, and all of that worked. It was, I, it was kind of fun for me. I enjoyed that little management kind of style stuff. It was similar, almost to one of those cooking style games where, like, they throw out orders and you have to like, you like manage the things. You're like, all right, put the burger on here. Does this, that, that, like cooking mama almost had a similar appeal to. It's a similar appeal to those kind of games that this one had. What the new cabaret game does is it removes all of that and just has the dress-up stuff, but makes it worse. Because with the dress-up stuff, you can only dress them up once per section of the game, and as you're dressing them up, you can't see how it affects the stats until you're done. And then once you have it, uh, once you know how it affects the stats, you can't change anything. This sounds very elaborate for a cabaret minigame. It's... I'm probably making it sound more elaborate than I than it is, but you have yeah, you can change their hair, their outfit, their that their whatever, and then each of the things that you change affects a one of those like skill graphs that has four points on it. I think it's like cute, flashy, gorgeous, and sexy. And what you do is you, you go and you start the thing, then you walk the floor, and then you'll hear conversations that pop up. That's like, hey, I'm looking for a gorgeous girl. I'm looking for this kind of girl. And then you have to tailor your tailor the person you're working with to fit what the people want. But again, when you are choosing outfits and hair and makeup and accessories and stuff, they only give you a vague idea of what it affects. So you can't see in real time how your how you the shit you're working on actually affects the stats. And then once you know how it affects the stats, you can't change it until you finish that section. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a very good time. It is not. And apparently you're able to get like other girls to do this more with, but that sounds like a fucking nightmare. 
I couldn't even go through. I couldn't even. I barely got through the tutorial of that goddamn part of the game. I could not go in and spend like the fucking like 10, 20 hours or whatever the fuck you're supposed to put into that to actually breach the number one fucking hostess club girl. It was just a shame, man. I hope you don't have to do this game too much. You don't. You only have to do it once. Oh, okay. But I keep saying, I keep saying again, Yakuza 0 and Yakuza 2 or at least in Kwame, that cabaret game was there. And I enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed building up the reputation of this club. I enjoyed taking down these other clubs. I enjoyed... Hell, I enjoyed the real estate game. Like, that was that was a weird fucking thing, but I still enjoyed playing it. It just feels like just a real shame, man. It's a real shame. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we're gonna take a quick break right now, and then we'll be right back with what Alex is playing. Yeah, we're back, everybody. Yay! Sorry about that. The squirts. Am I right? Anyway, Alex, what are you even playing? Okay, so Dragon Age Inquisition. It was something I had played back in the day. Yes, uh, on the Caveman is a big fan of that game, and I really enjoyed it when I played it. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I played it. Um, this is actually back in a time where I wasn't really finishing games. Ah, uh, yes. So I got like a chunk of the way through it and then kind of fell off. I have a mean to go back to it. It's a pretty long game. Well, I just spent 30 hours but playing fucking Yakuza. I think I have the time. That's true. But I mean, yes, I I, I had just gone in after Mass Effect, after, after a combination of both Dragon Age 2 and Mass Effect 3 caused me to doubt Bioware <laughs> ever being capable of doing something decent again. And Dragon Age Inquisition, thankfully restored my faith to a certain extent, but then Mass Effect Andromeda came out, so I'm back to like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm afraid, they've had, I'm afraid to play Dragon Age 4 now. They've had a weird career trajectory, that fucking studio. Yes. Just starts out fucking pretty high, gets higher with the Mass Effect series, immediately plummets with Mass Effect 3. Um, Dragon Age is in there somewhere, then Dragon Age 2 also causes a plummet, then then it's like, hey, yeah, fucking Dragon Age Inquisition, it's great. And then Andromeda. <laughs> Wait. I think with Dragon Age 2, they basically knocked out in like a year because they, oh, yeah, Drag- they wanted to yeah, get... From what I heard, Dragon Age 2 was they developed three environments and then said, yeah, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. You just run through the same environments over and over again. And uh, and the, the, big thing, the big thing that they hyped, uh, like doesn't even happen until like the last five minutes of the game and then it ends on a cliffhanger. Ooh. It ends on a cliffhanger for a DLC that never came out because two bombed so badly that they just decided to move right to three. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And with three, thankfully, they decided because they were going to release three and they were like, you know, let's 
let's give it another year to make sure it, it, it doesn't suck. Yeah, and then they actually made a really good game. And they actually made a really good game. Yeah, so man, I really liked Inquisition when I was playing it. I need, to, I, need, I need to grab like the Game of the Year edition or something like next month and then just fucking plow through that. Well, that's the thing because I got it on PS3 because this was back and bef- this was back before I was able to get into the modern generation. This is back in the olden days. Back in the olden days, I had to get the PS3 version, and the PS3 version not only did it take freaking forever, but uh, they there was Inquisition has uh, three DLCs, one of which is like an actually super important epilogue, like. Post game expansion, basically. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And for the for the for the PS3 and the 360 version, they released the first DLC and then stopped supporting it. <laughs> Even though they promised that they weren't going to treat the uh, previous gen like second class citizens, that is exactly what they did. Well, yeah, because it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to keep developing software for a console that needs a fucking like. That needs to be used by a fucking river to have, to have the fucking like wheel turn to crank the power. So, making old timey jokes. The PS3's old. It's not that old. It's old enough for me to make jokes about it. God dang it! So We're already getting fucking rumors that, I- and reveal dates for the next generation after this one. So, thus, that generation is now old. So as a result, I just kind of went, oh, well, screw you, Bioware. And then I just kind of never finished Inquisition or anything else like that ever again. Because I, I was like, that, well, how did... I feel like that was an EA decision, not a Bioware uh, decision. Probably. Yeah, but still, I was like, well, snub my PS3, will you? Oh, yes. Too good for me now, are you? Let's see. What, what do you think of that? Except... Uh, on the flash sale they had last month, uh, the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC was only like ten bucks. Nice. So I was like, "All right, fine. You fine, I guess I'll time, go back and I'll finish Bioware. it." You win. You win this time, Bioware. I'll give you ten dollars to get a decent game. Don't worry. The thing is, I I still have some opinions about Andromeda. <laughs> well, I try. I tried. I got tried to get the PS4 version when I first got a PS4, and uh, the. The disc I got kept making this horrific clicking noise whenever I tried to play it. Nice. So I took it back. I got another one, and it also put the same horrific clicking noise. Was it the game or your I system? Brought that. No, it was the game. Weird. I mean, or at least it was my system playing that one game, because it was, the system was brand new, and the system didn't do that with any other games. Yeah, that's weird. So I was like, okay, no, never mind. So this time I downloaded it. And it sounds great because there's no disc to make a horrible clicking noise. Yes, ah, the convenience of not owning a thing. Except, uh, so I did this this thing where uh, you can import your PS3 save. Yeah. Up to the PS4. So I did that, got all set to loaded, and it couldn't quite, uh, it couldn't quite process this because... So, because one of the uh, the PS3 DLCs, it wasn't registering. Even though I downloaded like the Game of the Year edition, I should have all the DLCs. Yeah. So I so I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is a frequent error. <laughs> so I download. So I so I deleted the entire thing and I installed it again, and same thing happened. <laughs> so I deleted it and then un- so I uninstalled and reinstalled the game five freaking times. And finally, I got all of it. It only took me like 
a week. Man, your your system did not want you to play that game. I know. So, maybe maybe it was like hardware fuck? coded, like like there's like a chip on there or something that like when it reads when it reads like fucking Inquisition.exe or whatever, it just sees that and immediately shuts down. It's like no, no, you can't finish Inquisition. No, fuck you, asshole. No, Inquisition is just really, really buggy. Like there's one guy like who's parent. working like there's one guy who's working like the Japanese uh or whatever or whatever third world country they made it in, like the manufacturing plant for the PS3, and they're just and it's just like, you know what? Fuck Bioware. Mass Effect 3 was terrible. You know what? For the next game, I'm gonna just fucking I'm gonna just like eh, and then just took like a screwdriver or something and then just like started putting in every like one hundredth console he helped work on. He just put like a little chip in there that just that just had like fuck bioware printed on it. <laughs> the fuck bioware chip. Yeah. It's kinda like the emulation we're, chip we're, for the PS3. Pretty much. Yeah, when when they when they came around to make the uh, PS4 slim, they just didn't bring that chip back. <laughs> well, because they were like, "Why can we do this when we could make people buy the game again?" Yes, it's genius. That's why I'm president of Sony. Nobody wants to play PS2 games anymore. They look terrible in HD. Now come, let's begin the marketing push for Spider Man. Spider-Man was apparently good, though. No, yeah, but I'm like this whole thing that's happening. Um, a lot of people are seeing it as just a very cynical, or just a very cynical like thing to drum up like hype for the new movie and stuff. It's like, yeah, Mar- yeah Marvel doesn't want to do this, but Sony's not going to do this, and and they're just like having essentially a having essentially a debate about well, not a debate, like a argument about earnings or whatever in the public forum so the fucking people so the fucking people on one side or the other you're like yeah we should do this fuck you people and then like try to try to have that um affect the bottom lines of this deal everyone i know is firmly on sony's side either Uh, just because they don't either just because they don't like disney out of principle because it's so it's such a big and powerful corporation or because they're like they really really didn't like the way they put spider-man in the movies i don't mind that i i don't really have a side in this yet because on the one hand removing spider-man from mcu at this point would be just weird as hell but also kind of fuck disney Mm. like disney straight up terrifies me i'm pretty sure disney doesn't care they're like we got what we wanted out of him we're too busy counting our money from endgame to care (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah, so, Inquisition but yeah so I finally got around the screw Bioware chip and uh, after my fifth install it finally installed everything I hope woot or or at least it, inst- it installed everything enough to let me load my old save file I mean for all I know I still didn't get one of them <laughs> Yes, it was because the shop, the shop DLC, which is like, what, it adds one minor error that only gives you a couple things. But because I had that one DLC, it wouldn't let it wouldn't let me load the the other save without that one shop thing. The shop DLC, the Black Emporium. 
It's like it's basically it's like a it's like a, it was like a free DLC where like it adds this extra shop on the map where you oh, go there okay. and there's a creepy guy. Free DLC. I I'm so used to pay, I'm so used to pay, DLC being paid. So I was like, wait, is this the new horse armor? No, 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 no. No, this one was free. Which was even worse because I was like, oh, it's free. I'll just download it again. And it's like, oh, you already have this on your system. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> the game says I don't have it. Oh, dang why it. You let me down- why won't you let me download it if if I don't have it? The, 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 PS- the PlayStation Store says I have it, and the game says I don't. Who do I believe? <laughs> one of us always lies while the other tells the truth. Do you have this DLC installed? <laughs> I cannot load so far, like DLC... Black Emporium not found. Reinstall reinstall Black Emporium already installed. Yeah, it's like you what have the this. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll mind. Yeah, so you have this already. And I was like, I really don't want to start again because I was already like forty hours into the game. <laughs> and if and if I did start another game, I'd want to start another character. And I because I, I don't like. I don't like making a build of the same character because I was like, well, if I'm going to start again, I might as well try a different character this time. No, yeah, I, I get that. When I so, eventually get the game again, I when I eventually get the game again, I'm not sure if I want to build a new character or not because I didn't actually finish the game with a new with the character I built. Like the one hand, I'm like, I don't want to just make. I don't want to like. All right, so I was playing as Rathgar the first time. I don't want to make Bothgar. But I don't want to make you. I don't want to make you another, another mage warrior with the laser sword. I already got that first one. Yeah, but same time, I didn't actually reach a conclusion with that story. So I, I kind of want to just try a rebuild of the character I had and then go from there. Dun dun dun! I don't know. It's a very it's a very confusing question for me. Well, except. Except then when I loaded when I finally got the story loaded, I was like, Oh, I haven't played this game in four years. I have no idea what's happening. I don't I don't remember what I was doing. Who are any of you? Which one of you am I fucking? Well, the, I, I remember the char- I remember the characters vaguely, but I was like, what was I doing again? Which which of the fifty or something quests I have opened was I currently working on? I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe I should have restarted from scratch after all. Yeah, probably. That's about as far as I got on that game because it took me a week to get it working. So while I was fighting with that, I was also playing another game that I got on the flash sale that I don't know how to say its title. Oh? Yes. It's called YS8. YS8? I I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced Ys or Is. Part yes, part of the YS series. Yes, it's a big series, the the Y series. But I'm like, what? How do you say that? Mm. I think it's East. East. I don't know. I was like, I'm playing the Y game. Yeah, because like the Japanese uh, is Isu. Oh, that's probably how you say it then. Well, I with a long. Is it Isu? Isu. I don't know. I in Japanese in, in Romanji that line oh, that long line over the eye. Does that mean you pronounce it as the long or the short vowel? God, I don't remember. I haven't t- haven't taken Japanese class in ten years. I'd have to look it up. I'm not going to do that now. But okay, this 
We'll, we'll, we'll call it East. Yes, just for now. just for the sake of for now we could be pronouncing it wrong yes it's it's by uh by Nihon Falcon which is uh the same company that does Trails of Cold Steel and uh, Tokyo Xanadu two other games that I I was recently talking about and this is their big famous long running adventure series that they've been making since the 80s oh it's just on is. Japanese computers is yeah. well again isu cuz According, according to a GameFAQs forum, um, Isu should be pronounced um, I as in in and su as in surreal. Is that like how they came up with that? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's, it's just that is the phonetic pronunciation. So that's very deep. If that's the case. Yes, I believe it is Isu. So this series stars a guy named Adol Christian, yeah, the series. who is an adventurer, and he's ba- he's basically an adventurer slash monster killing hobo. He he goes to a place, has a grand adventure, gets the attraction of many women, and then rides off into the sunset with only his companion, this muscle bound, blue haired guy named Dogi. Hi, Dogi. Hi, Dogi. Yes, Dogi. <laughs> Dogi, who's good? At, who's good at punching walls? And by that, I mean apparently, whenever he's like, "I can't, I can't pass this." Oh, I'll take care of it. Punch. <laughs> Wall destroyed. Good Dogi. There you go, You're my Adol. favorite tank. Well, I say this except Adol, like, like, uh, is from from the old days of the adventure. He doesn't talk, <laughs> or rather, rather, he t- he talks on the field. And he he has like a dialogue prompts, but whenever he's he's very silent, and whenever he's like telling one, he's like Adol said, or Adol explained the situation, and it's just like oh, oh okay, I see. Thank you, Adol, for telling me the situation. Do they at least do like the very light flourishing hand motions of like, hey, I am explaining something? No, like it's just like cuts the persona? black. It's like Adol explained the situation, and then they <laughs> cut back, and it's just like oh, okay, I understand. Okay, so there's the even lazier version of that. Yes. At least in Persona, the dude, like, fucking moves his head and gestures. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's not like Mario RPG, where, like, Mario f- frantically pantomimes everything he's as he's <laughs> going around. No, this was before he had a voice. Ah, before Charles Martinet. This is before, this is before Charles Martinet, so in Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, Mario is silent. So whenever he has to, whenever he has to convey something, he like pantomimes and like dashes around the screen like a lunatic, <laughs> like out outright shape shifting into other people. Like because he's, he's like, hey, I was out fighting Bowser, so he's like, he goes to the other side of the screen, spins around until he turns into Bowser, and then roars, and then runs back to the other side of the screen, turns back into himself, and then mimes punching. That's how he tells everyone. So I was just fighting with Bowser. I've always liked the Mario RPG games. They are, they've been surprisingly good. They have. Like a but very, all are, like are, a very weird yeah. sense of humor about themselves that I don't, don't really expect from a company about their fucking main character. I am Fawful, the mustard of your doom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, He-Man? 
Yes, He-Man. <laughs> but no, Adol is the lazy version of I'm just is like black screen. Adol, explain the situation. <laughs> oh, I see Adol. You just fought a giant squid. I kind of now want to make a game like this where any of the any of like the protagonist's uh, expository dialogue instead of cutting to black, it cuts to like an old timey like silent movie style like text block. <laughs> the screen just cuts, and then like very happy, like very like upbeat piano music starts playing over. There's like a really grainy, like text on a text on a black wall with a white border. So, he, so, so he talks, but only in old timey, old timey uh, movie speech. Exactly. No, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, everyone else is doing like you know high fantasy stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, come at me." I'll tie you to train tracks. Yeah. What's it? What's a train? <laughs> it is. Is that like a carriage? Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like a bunch of knights chasing a guy in a top hat with a monocle and a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> the Knights of Camelot versus Snidely Whiplash. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that is copyright S. That's copyright us. We're gonna be making. We're, we're gonna design doc, and we're gonna be talking to some developers. We're, we're gonna come with this. Yes, nobody steal that. Yeah. This is our original character. Please don't steal. Please don't steal. Original character donut steal. Yeah, I have. I have press emails. We can get the shit going. <laughs> Just hi. I'm from the press. Will you make my game for me? Genius. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest way to get us blacklisted. Even easier than our already even even easier than our already tried and true method of getting blacklisted of just not being very popular. Just not being very popular, and I was like, oh well. We could send them this video game. We could send them a copy of the video game for review, but they haven't written a review since 2016. I mean, they're black. Why are they blacklisted? Blacklisted? We don't even know who they are. Yeah, it's like I never people heard have of to them. actually care. People actually have to care about you for you to be blacklisted. Yeah, I think the last game review we actually did for the site was the Just Cause Three review. Maybe you should get back on it. I, again, I need money. Like, hey, yeah, I could. It's like, like, yeah, I could write a review for a game. You guys want to hear? You guys want to hear a review of a game that came out like fucking five years ago because it just got released on PS Plus? Mm-hmm. Yes, we need more reviews, but we need to do them of current shit. That's what fucking generates traffic. Unfortunately, we don't have the money to buy current shit. It was a catch-22, because it's like, hey, can you give me money to make more reviews? I'm like, well... Well, you're not making any reviews right now, but I can't without money. I was like, well, you're you're not making any reviews right now, and I mean, if I give you money and I don't get anything back, it's not really worth the investment now, is it? Yeah, that's why I need to find fucking indie devs. Indie devs are way more more likely to give you fucking review codes, because they want anyone to play their game. Anyone, I'll take it. Yeah, there's one game I actually am gonna be trying to see if I can snag some kind of copy of uh, called Later Gator. Yeah, Later Alligator. Later Alligator. Yeah, it's a it's like a it's like a small like a I think it's like an adventure game kind of thing. Uh, and it's all done in like traditional animation looking stuff. Looks really interesting. I think it's going out like next week. 
It looks neat. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Oh. Does it involve gators? Uh, yes, you play as an alligator. In fact, one of the selling oh. points on the game uh, is over 100 alligators and at least three ghosts. Okay. That sounds like a bad population sign. <laughs> 100 alligators, three ghosts. At least three ghosts. There are potentially more. But also, it's set in New York City. Oh, well, that explains the alligators. Yeah. And the main character, the main alligator, I believe, is the son of a mafia family. Oh, God, it's, it's a furry game? Not furry. Um, for one thing, I'm pretty sure when they're reptilian, they're called scalies. And for two, uh, there's that. nothing like this. This is like a cartoon. Oh, like like so not it's Looney Tunes, uh, which inspired well, which inspired well, furries, indie, an indie cartoon. I'll send you some stuff about it. Okay, moving on. What was I talking about? Uh, the issue. Issue, right? Okay, so. So our adventurer Adol and his pal Dogi are uh, they're on a boat. Hi Dogi. I I Hi, can't Dogie. I can't not, dude. So they're on a boat because they're they're sailing across continents across to their next adventure and uh instead of instead of actually paying the captain, they offered to do work on the ship instead. So Adol patrols the ship looking for suspicious people because apparently he gets a lot of suspicious passengers. Apparently. He's a whole guy for that. Also, apparently this world has like countries that are like vaguely named after real real life countries, but not really. Like the big bad of the series is the the Roman Empire. Roman spelled M-U-N. The Roman Empire. Okay. Yes. And uh, you're on you're on your way to the country of Greek. <laughs> not not Greece, but the country of Greek. <laughs> Greek with a C, a K, or a Q? No, Greek Greek with a K. Okay. Like if we're going to the country of Greek. You mean Greece? No, Greek. Okay, who are the people who live there? I, the Greekians. I. Yeah, I think the, I, I, this is like the people who live there are called Greekians. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> what? That's cheating. <laughs> That's either cheating or being very lazy. We got we got to get away from the Roman Empire by going to the country of Greek. <laughs> I'm afraid to know what the other countries are called. We need to smuggle you guys down to Italy. <laughs> Don't worry, Switzerland. Don't worry, Switzerland is neutral. Swiss. Don't worry, we're going to the country of Swiss. <laughs> the Swissians will protect us with their cheese. <laughs> yeah, but it's called Switzerland cheese. Switzerland cheese from the country of Swiss. Yeah. Unfortunately, you never make it to the country of Greek. Because oh, no. uh, because while while you're on a boat and you're patrolling for suspicious suspicious people, and you do indeed find several suspicious people, like this one dude who's like 
dresses all in black with like a fedora. Does he join your and party? When you meet him, when you meet him, when you meet him, he's like he's, he's like you're you look like a suspicious person. He's like, yeah, I do, don't I? Okay, yeah, get I out do, of my cabin I? now, boy. Well, no, because while you're while you're looking out for suspicious suspicious people, you pass by this island that is rumored that. Any ship that comes nearby always sinks, even though there doesn't appear to be anything wrong. Yes, this, there's no these pristine waters. Any ship that gets near sinks. And as you get as you go by the the cursed island, a giant squid shows up. Oh my god! And you fight your first boss, which is one of its tentacles. <laughs> and even though you even though you cut off the tentacle, it doesn't matter because it still has seven more, and it smashes the boat, and you go flying into the water, and then you wake up on the island. <laughs> Here's your first boss fight. You're fighting an arm. Don't worry if you lose. Don't worry if you win or lose. You lose anyway. You lose anyway. It's like, oh, ow, that hurt. But I have seven more arms. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> you don't know the one arm. What about the seven? Nani? Is that why the game's called? Is that why the game called East Eight? Because you fight octopuses all the time. East Eight. No, I don't think it's, it's not called eight because you fight a squid with eight arms and you cut off one of them, but it kills you with the other ones. <laughs> I don't think it's because it's because it's the eighth game in the series. Now, eight's a motif, you see. Ugh. So Adol, our intrepid adventurer, 15 minutes into the game, on, on his way to adventure in the land of Greek, instead ends up on a deserted island. Well, except it's not deserted because there's lots of beasts. Is the island called are, Japan with a Y? Uh, no. Drat. I, f- I forget what it's called. It, 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 it's, a, it's not called something stupid. It's called, uh, I forget what I forget what the island's name actually is. But It's called Atlantis. It's not, it's, no, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad real country ripoff name. It's actually like, you know, something. That's where like, the actual effort like, went in. It seems, it, seems like, it seems like they did more. They did more to name this island than just look at a map and be like, okay. We change all right, everyone, pick a country, change one consonant. Pick a country, change one letter, or just just find out what they call the people from that country and we'll call that the country and we're good to go. So Adol is a castaway. The Isle of Saren. Serene Saren? Yes. Saren, that's what it is. So at, at just Adol wind up on the, the island of Saren, which is this cursed island, which happens to sink any ships that approach it for some reason, which is presumably because there's a giant squid patrolling it and destroying any ship that comes nearby. Presumably. Presumably. So so you end up on the island on the beach, and as soon as you wake up, you're attacked by, by wild wolves. Also, I should just it's, point out for folks at home, uh, there's a subtitle for this game. Yes, Lacrimosa of Dana. Just to give you an idea of the kind of thing we're working with here. Yes. Is 8 Lacrimosa of Dana. I don't know what that means. I haven't seen anyone named Dana yet. The fuck's a Lacrimosa? I don't know. It's probably some fancy made-up word. Uh, maybe they looked up maybe they looked up an important word and changed the letter because that seems to be what they do. Lacrimosa is Latin for weeping. So I guess so. She said, "Yeah, it is a name that derives from Our Lady of Sorrows, the title given to Mary, Mother of Jesus." Wow. 
That's very dark. <laughs> but no, there's so, no character. No, I thought I thought I found Dana, but it turns out this is another girl named Laxia instead. So it is. Ooh. So it is East Eight. Yo, Dana, sad. Dana is sad. Yes. Is Dana am sad? Please retweet for me. Well, because because you because well, as, as soon after you kill the wild wolves and you explore a bit, you come across one of the survivors from the ship who decided to take a bath on an island. <laughs> so of course, of course, you find her naked, like in like in a stream, like she's like she's bathing in a stream or waterfall or like something. Like she's bathing, like she's bathing in a stream. Yes. Okay, I was just just walking down. And all of a sudden, you see like this big regal bathtub. Yes, there's just there's there's a random bathtub in the island. No. Yeah. She's bathing in the, the stream. The bathtub's made of copper, and it interacts with a certain poison. It is, and Izzel, and uh, I mean, Adol walks up to her, and she just the usual. Well, no, she doesn't go ah, you pervert. She goes ah, and she tries to stab you with a rapier. I mean, that's her response. Yeah. And then you get into this weird, awkward sword fight where she, tr- well, no, it- she tries to sword fight you, but you instantly disarm her because she's only using one hand on the sword and using the other to cover herself up. Also, she's wearing a towel for some reason because, you know, censoring. Yeah, you can't just have titties out. Well, it's the same, it's the same thing they do in Cold Steel where, like, girls bathe in full towels for some reason. Again, you can't have titties out. No, and you can't have, you can't have like, strategically placed the Fog sensor steam. Yeah, either. Yeah, so you just got to be. So, and that, that's, a, that's a thing I've seen in anime before, too, although. Like, yeah, like they go in, that, like the Jap, like the Japanese bath, and like the bath is an entire fucking room. Like it's not just a tub. It's not. It's not a tub. It's because bathing is very serious. Yeah, it's very serious. You can do it with a community. You never watch an old grandpa's testicles float to the surface. I mean, if that's what you want to do. So. so so you find this girl who decided that the best thing to do upon waking up on an island was to go bathe in a random stream, <laughs> whose response upon being being peeped on is to try and kill you. Nah, it's just the reason she tried to kill him was because those weird fucking fish swam up her urethra. So she's like, ah, oh, it's you. You're that guy from the ship. So I'm like, okay, this must be Dana. She doesn't look very sad. She looks very angry. <laughs> but no, her, but no, her name is Laxia. Which is is Laxia von Roswell, who is this? Yeah, that's a fucking name. Nobility person. I mean, it's better than Greek. It's better than Greek in the Roman Empire, spelled with but a U. Not by much. But not by much. But yes, Laxia von Roswell, who is this noble girl traveling with her servants somewhere, and then the ship sank, and she has standard anime clothing on, and also has a rapier for some reason. But she has rapier because she's noble. Noble people have swords and shit. Yes. I don't know. Noble people have swords. Yes, noble people have rapiers. Noble girls have rapiers. Yes, specifically noble Ru- girls wa- have rapiers. I watched Ruby. You I know see, how that works. You ain't seeing no grown man walking around with a rapier seeing no fucking noble lady walking with a broadsword. Unless you're a, mus- unless you're a musketeer type character, then you have a feathered hat and a cape yes. and, a, and a rapier. The dashing rogue. Yes. Some Errol Flynn looking motherfucker. 
So, so Adol and his new friend who just tried to kill him because he saw her naked, Laxia, decide to go explore this island that they both washed up on together. And she is your your party member. And in the case of, like, if you press square, you switch to her while Adol follows you instead. Because it's a, it's not an RPG. It's a third person, uh, it's a third person, you know, run around, slash him up. Oh, it's a... I guess, yes. Oh, okay, that... With a name like East 8, East 8 Lacrimosa of Dana, that sounds like an RPG. It sounds like an RPG, but it's not. Because this was this is actually East is actually a dungeon crawler. Oh. Or a like adventure because the adventurer type game. Because East One, if you watch, is like was like a really old eighties era, like, you know, thy dungeon man style dungeon game where like you walk around and like your sword swipe is like your sword slash is like a little sword sprite like just randomly appears in front of him and then goes back and that's your stabbing that's your combo it's the kind of thing where you need a your sheet com- of graph paper to map out a dungeon basically yes so th- things have advanced since then but it's not an RPG it's a, a run around slash em up like uh, I guess kind of like Dark Souls <laughs> only, only not quite as hard only anime only anime, and you and now you you have a party member who just follows you around and stabs things. Or if you press square, you switch to them, and your other guy was. Although, like Tokyo Xanadu, it's a run around slash em up. However, once your meter is high and you hit and you hit the R one and L one, you'll do a like RPG style. The screen stops and you do a a fancy like cutscene style style attack that does lots of damage. So. It's not it's not entirely RPG free. And and the like Adol does certain types he does sl- he is quote slash damage which is better against certain monsters and she does pierce damage so you're supposed to switch between the two of them to uh, exploit weaknesses and such. Yeah, I've I've played an RPG I've, I've played an RPG before. <laughs> yes, you have. And eventually you find the captain of the ship who is still alive too. Naturally. And and he says, "Hey, we got to get out of here. But first we have to explore the island. Where is Find the missing find the missing castaway." Yeah, cuz he's like, "Well, Adol, you like adventure. Here's an adventure right now. Yeah. You need to explore and map out the island so we can find everyone and build a ship to get out of here." Do you actually have to map out the island or is it just like auto draws? I assume map map out the island means like as you as you walk around the island, you put it on your map. Well, no, like there are some games. Like I remember, uh, there are a couple games released relatively recently for like the 3ds. That was like that was like old school dungeon crawl where you like move square by square and you have to like map out as you move. I I know what you're talking about. Your um, I think it was a Shin Megami Tensei game. Well, no, it, oh that was well that was Persona Q and Persona Q two. Oh, but that was that was but that was a spin-off of Persona based off of the the makers Adrian Odyssey that's what it is. Adrian Odyssey. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. But and that company also made uh, the Persona spin-off so it's the same thing where yes, you walk around on a grid and you have to draw out the map. And you, you have to draw on the map on the touch screen. But no, it's not like that. Thankfully, cuz that was really annoying. <laughs> 
pl- I played I played Persona Q and Q2, and I did not like drawing out the map. That was not fun. That's how I used to do it back in my day. Not only is drawing the map not fun, but the, the that game is really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's one of those like, it's one of those RPGs that's like brutal. Yeah. Like stats wise. No, it's not like that, thankfully. In fact, it, it kinda it reminds me it reminds me of an, an old uh, PS2 game, which I guess the PS2 is even older than the PS3 in terms of quote old games. Oh yeah. Called a dark called Dark Cloud 2. Oh yeah, that that Dark Cloud games got released uh, on PS4 long not too long ago. Yeah, they they remade them, or I mean, they remastered them. Uh, I think it was less remaster and more like port. Yeah, port. They ported them over. Well, it was, it was part of the PS2 it, on PS4 initiative thing. Yeah, but it, it reminds me of that where like you know you run around you run around and you you slash enemies and. You have like your weapon, and you have to upgrade your weapon. And if you upgrade it, it goes from sword level two. Oh my god! And then eventually you have to, and then eventually you have to like replace it entirely. So, so when you find the captain, you find the captain and Dogi, who's still alive, because of course he is. Yeah, of course he is. And uh, Hi, and Doki. and the, you yes, and you make you start making your little Gilligan's Island esque uh, village yeah. on the beach. I don't know why I did Popeye there. I I don't know why it's not this Popeye. It's not Gilligan. I don't think Gilligan had a laugh because they're sailors. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like Ad- Adol makes his little room with like a barrel and a hammock in a cave, and that's Adol's quote house. Look, I built a house. And Laxia and Laxia has a side quest where she's like, "I must have a curtain for my privacy because you peeped on me when I was bathing." Naturally, and I don't know if I can trust you, Mister Christian. Anyway, so yeah, so so you, you so you find items and you make your little Gilligan's Island village and you find characters and you find your third party member, who is this guy named Sahid, who is this like. Middle-aged dude who's he's like yeah I landed I found I found he his weapon is this big ass fishing hook is he from that's India? like half broken uh, I don't know where he's from he didn't say but he's like yeah I found this big anchor there I thought I'd just use it as a weapon it works I just hit people real hard with it and it seems to work and Laxia doesn't like him because he's this like big crude sailor guy. Because yeah. he, he's like he's like oh he's like well that's good I'm gonna go take a dump and she's like ah how dare you a lady like, ah, lady must never hear about show, your fecal matters like sir show 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 some dignity you crass boar what I'm going away to poop yeah I just fucking- like, this is just not it's like it's not right if I have don't have a meal and then take a dump in the morning I was like okay I didn't need to know that so I hate but thanks. Yeah, and then and then your three person team and I believe there's more because there's more characters in the intro. Probably, just because you you can have I think you can have three people at once and you switch between them. So you have like Adol who has the Adol has the the medium slash attacks, and then Lexi has piercing, and Sahid has hit people with a big fish hook, and they have like they have like special. You hold R one and you get like the three. Three buttons come up where uh, 
special attacks come up and such like that, and you just walk around the island, basically. And I, I assume uh, as you bring more people back to the village, you can progress, because there's a thing where it's like, hey, you need six people in your village to, to get past here, and when you do that, like, they all come and they push the rock away. And that's about as far as I've gotten. Okay. Uh, have you enjoyed it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's, 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 it's I, li- I like the little uh, Castaway Gilligan's Island anime style type thing. It's, it's not bad. Cool. And it's it kind of amusing about, like, the names and such. I, I don't think that was supposed to be part of the enjoyment, but I enjoyed it all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Greek. Uh, anyway, ask uh, so anything else? Uh, no, that was about it. All right, then, that's what we're playing then. On to news. So, Nintendo had a big old Nintendo Direct earlier this week and announced some shit. Stuff on the Switch. Yeah. So, first up, um, a new reason to keep Nintendo Switch online. Um, Super Nintendo games are coming to it. So, they announced that they will be uh, releasing uh, 20 games uh, from the Super Nintendo on the Nintendo on the Switch for their... For their like um, Super Nintendo online thing, which is similar to what they did with the Nintendo. Uh, I remember I had I actually had the uh, Nintendo online for like a week or so when it when it initially when it initially switched over. Is it before or after you had to pay for it? Uh, that was um, right after the switch. You got a free week. Ah, so I used that free week and then stopped. Okay, but yeah, so they. Yeah, so this new thing came out, and it, it will be having uh, 20 games on it, uh, which are Brawl Brothers, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, Kirby Dreamland 3, Star Fox, Super EDF, Earth Defense Force, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Puyo Puyo 2, Super Tennis, Breath of Fire, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Pilot Wings, Stunt Race FX, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, and Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. So all the basic games, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they will. Yeah, so these new games will be having um, a rewind feature, uh, as well as local and online co-op, similar to other, similar to the previous thing, and also like the also like the um, NES version. Um, they will be also selling a Switch compatible Super Nintendo controller uh, that is exclusive for Nintendo Switch Online members. Which is a weird thing to only sell hardware to your online subscribers. Yeah, control is like thirty bucks, and those games are out now. Uh, they they were, they came out on September fifth, uh, the day before we record this. Surprise! Yep. When is it out? It's out now. Go get it. Yeah, basically. Uh, so. Moving on, uh, they announced some new Smash stuff, including that Terry Bogard uh, from Fatal Fury and the King of the and King of Fighter series is going to be coming to uh, Smash, which is shocking. Yeah, he'll be released on uh, November tw- on, in November this year, as well as after the first five, they have confirmed that there are still more characters in development. Surprising no one. Uh, moving you on, I think they pick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what were you going to say? Ah, uh, never mind. It's not important. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Overwatch is coming to the Switch. Oh no! Woot! I guess. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the original Xenoblade Chronicles, is going to be coming to the Switch. 
Uh, going to get in the port in 2020. Yes, I saw. Yeah, this is obviously the predecessor to the fucking Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So we'll see how that goes. It was on the Wii U, which I never played because I never had a Wii U. Yep. Um, should also new should also new footage from Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is still set for release in 2020. I'm not a big Animal Crossing guy, so. Nah. Some people like it. Yep. Uh, they showed off some new features coming to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh boy. Um, among these features is a camp functionality where you essentially allow your Pokemon to run free and you spend time just kind of playing with them. You can go to other trainers' Pokemon camps and kind of hang out with their Pokemon. Uh, they're also the ability to cook different kinds of curry. Oh no! Which that must, do stuff. That, that must be the that must be the food of the, this game. We've gone from Poke blocks to Poke curry. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they also uh, showed off Little Town Hero, um, a new game from Game Freak, the Pokemon people. Well, that's right. They were, they were like, we're, we're doing a game that's not Pokemon. Yeah, it was originally called Town. It's now called Little Town Hero. Uh, and yeah, you Aww. are a you're a hero in a small town, in a small fucking uh, rustic town, and you have to protect it from I honestly like the original title of just like, it's town. Yeah, just called town. It's town. You're in a town. Yeah. That's it. Also, weird thing, they all the all the music is done by Toby Fox, the guy who made Undertale. I guess he's moving up in the world. I guess so. Uh so, um they showed off a bit more about Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh we caught the call campaign the sky the scare scraper mode as well as a new upcoming mode called Scream Park. Uh it is a it is for 2 to 8 players. Uh which will have which will have one team of Luigi's and then one team of Gooigi's. They'll be teams of four, and they are just trying to fucking get ghosts and shit. I really want this game. I really want Luigi's Mansion 3. I never played Luigi's Mansion 2. I played Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the 3DS and really enjoyed it. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, so they also announced some other ports and remasters coming, um, including Return of the Oberdeen, uh, the the Lucas Pope game where you play an insurance investigator, which is really fucking good. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, um, FE Encore, a remaster of the Wii U oh. game. Oh geez, that thing. Yeah, which is uh, the Japanese pop idol focused crossover between Shimigami Tensei and Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, which has absolutely nothing to do with either series. Nope. Beyond like beyond like the idols and whatever's are, are kind of like vaguely reminiscent of them. Yeah. Uh Divinity Original Sin 2 is getting a Switch release. Uh Doom 64 is being re-released on the Switch, which that's fucking weird. Um Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast is coming later this month. And then Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, which is Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, and Assassin's Creed Rogue. And then also other things from the, that. Also um, for the Switch. Pardon? Also for the Switch. Yep, all coming to the Switch. Okay. Yep, and then uh Trials of Mana, uh Dragon Quest Eleven, Echo Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Rogue Company, a new game from Hi Res, the makers of Killing Floor. Uh new modes coming for Tetris ninety nine, uh some new stuff for Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games twenty twenty, a new demo for Deus Ex Machina. Um, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition coming to Switch, and it looks like trash. Of course. 
uh, Dauntless, come to Switch, and then the thing that broke everyone's goddamned mind, a sequel to Deadly Premonition. Th- that... I don't... I, I don't, don't even, get it. I don't even remember what... De- I don't even remember what Dead Premonition was. Deadly Premonition was a Twin Peaks-inspired Silent Hill-ish game where you played as Special Agent Francis York Morgan. Please call him York. An FBI agent who came to this town to investigate a murder uh, and spends a lot of his time talking to the voice in his head, Zack. The game was ludicrous and janky as fuck and kind of became a cult classic Largely just because it was incredibly charming in all of the way that in all the ways that it was just fucking broken, and it kind of it kind of like jettisoned it, its director Swery sixty five into like internet icon status. Uh, Swery also made a D four uh, Dark Dreams Don't Die, a game that was an episodic game that released one episode and then nothing else. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's like, hey, and then also a game, and then also a game where a te- where a village of people become cats at night or something. I don't know. That's weird. But yeah, Deadly Permission too. Watching people react to this was ludicrous because it because it came out of fucking nowhere. No one had heard anything about it. No one it didn't leak or anything. It was just in the middle of this fucking direct. It just fucking did did the weird like little Nintendo arrow to the side for the transition, and then. There's fucking York. You're like, wait, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, I guess they're releasing it on fucking thing. And then it comes up, little little tag is Deadly Permission 2, and everyone's like, what the fuck? I saw that, and I had the exact same reaction. I was just, wait, what the shit? What is happening? But no, Deadly Permission 2, A Blessing in Disguise, which will be a sequel and a prequel. Uh, being set after the original game, but having a flashback to a Francis York Morgan case from before the first Deadly Premonition. Because for those who know how Deadly Premonition ends, you can't play as York if they make a direct sequel. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, and that was a Nintendo Direct. Okay. Uh, the other thing that's going to be happening is uh, in, a, in a couple days after recording this, which probably be the time you guys hear this, on September 9th, uh, Capcom's going to be revealing a new Resident Evil project. It's currently called Project, project. Resistance. Oh. And we'll be seeing what that is. They're, they're going to be putting it out on their YouTube channel ahead of the Tokyo Game Show. So we will see how that goes. Must be big. Yep. Uh, speaking of big, I have a mighty need to get the fuck out of here because I got shit to do today. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks' time, hopefully, with Caveman. Hopefully. Yeah, but until then, I'm dead. And I'm Alex. We Goodbye. will see you guys next time. <laughs>